0: Action. Chase, welcome to the Diamond Download, bro. How's it going? Doing great, my friend. How are you? Doing good as always, man. Um, it's my last Diamond Download in Canada for a little while. I'm flying Where back are you going? on Sunday.
1: Already? I thought like that went by really quick. Dude,
0: are you kidding me? <laughs> it's been a month of just like...
1: Dude, you, you've been there for a month? I literally think... Like, I thought you got there last week. It's been a month? Yeah.
0: Well, three weeks, but... It's been a long time. I miss my, friend, miss my friends, miss my girl, miss being stateside. I miss, you know, seeing American flags when I'm driving around. <laughs> makes me proud, makes me feel good.
1: Heck yeah. All right, man. We'll save travels back whenever you head back. Yeah, man. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Excited. It's it's raining. Um, Kind of been an indoor day, but I'm excited. I'm in a good mood. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing good, man. I mean, it's not, it's not uh, raining over here. It's actually really nice. It's like our first sunny day we've had in months, so... It's a good day. Um, yeah, dude. And I just broke my fast. I know it feels like every time we do a, a podcast, I'm fasting, but I just do that a lot. My thing from like Sunday to Tuesday, I try and do 48 hours. Today, I did 42. So not nice. too
1: bad. Yeah, I think um, the last one you did was 24. This one was 42. So anywhere from 24 to 48 is kind of your thing? Pretty
0: much. Yeah, I try my best to
1: get around there. Dude, uh, nice.
0: Maybe, maybe we can have a, a little topic on that for one of the future podcasts. But for now, we got three today, and we're locked and loaded. You ready to go?
1: Let's do it, dude. Far away.
0: Okay. <laughs> so the first one we got is uh, Mason Webby tips. Um, so I don't know if anybody here is like a personal brand or like cares at all, um, but I did pretty well with webinars for a while. Um, I ran them. I ran them weekly from like f- March to November of last year, every single week without fail. And we would normally do, I mean, if we're just being public here, we do between like 30 and like a 100 per Webby. So not too bad. And it's great if you have something that's between like 400 and a $1,000 you wanna sell. And so I got some tips for anybody who wants to do it. Um, so first of all, why do webbies? They're fun, they build a ton of trust, and they make money. Okay, so basically like it's like a VSL, except it's more interactive and it feels like, it feels less like you're being sold to even though you're actually being sold to harder. And so <laughs> if, you're like, if you're struggling selling something that's like in the $500 to $1,000 range, like you should do a webinar. If you, if you have the traffic for it, do a webinar and you will be fine. I know people that will sell stuff that's like up to $4,000. I don't know how well that works for most people or most offers, but it is possible. So just know it's a good way to sort of get people all in one place. And entertain and get them to buy something. Um, yep. uh, and then, okay, so for a, a webby, there's three sales that need to be made. Uh, so you're selling the product, you're selling yourself as the person who can make it happen, and you're selling themselves that so they can actually get what they want with the thing you're selling. So, like in your case, Chase, like you, if you're going to do a webby for for LinkedIn, like you're selling like the actual product, you're selling Chase Diamond as the best person to actually sell this product and then you're selling the customer on like, yes, you can, you can be LinkedIn famous. It's like, you have to break that belief basically. Um, so I stole, not stole, but I, I, I borrowed a lot of my Webby structure from like industry vets. Um, the main guy who was doing them at the time was Will Rivera and he stole it from someone else. And that guy probably stole it from someone else. And all rows kind of lead back to this guy named Jason Fladlian, who if you go on YouTube, He's done like a hundred million dollars through webinars or something like that. Like he's just like the webby go. So Jason Fladlian, he has this one hour YouTube like interview that I watched and like it gave me a lot of really good stuff. Um for content, um you have to be able to command at least fifty K views a week. So I don't know if that's on Reels or TikTok or and by the way, this is video views. Um I like I don't know if it would be the same for like 50k impressions on like Twitter or LinkedIn. But I think Chase, like you could definitely like you could definitely do just fine if you wanted to like promote a, a webinar or something like that for your thing. Um basically the metrics you want to get, like for you to make any money, you have to get like minimum a thousand signups. And then for you to get a thousand people to act you're not gonna get a thousand people to show up. Like you're not gonna get a hundred percent show up right? Um, you'll probably get like fifty to sixty percent and that's done with like daily emails and like almost hourly SMSs, bro. It's a lot. <laughs> One of the tips is like you have to be like crazy consistent with it. Um like you have to basically hit them especially on the day of like like 12 hours before, 3 hours before, an hour before, 10 minutes before and then 10 minutes after. Yeah.
1: Um
0: okay. Uh let me see if I have anything else. Um okay, paid ads, don't do paid ads until um you've validated with organic. A lot of people want to just like start throwing a budget on ads when they have no idea if their offer even works or anything like they don't even know if the webinar converts. Um, I don't have like if for me to explain like slide by slide, like what I do in the Webby, it would probably take like 45 minutes. So like, I'm not going to do that. Um, Chase, like, would you be interested in me like breaking down
1: the structure of Webby? Dude, let's do it. Yeah. On a, on a future one, let's for sure do it. Let's do it. One maybe dedicated to it. That'd be sick. Yeah. Like for, For you, I think like a couple things from kind of an insider slash outsider perspective. I think one is like you set a consistent schedule. So every Thursday at uh, 4pm PST, 7pm EST, you were doing a webinar, right? So for you, there was like this consistency. And for your audience, they knew if they missed one for whatever reason, they could probably get you on the next one on that day and time. Um, Number two, I think you would average probably about what, 2500 to 10,000 signups with anywhere from one thousand to five thousand people live, give or take. Is that kind of accurate?
0: We we the top end is pretty high. I think the most we ever got live was like thirty five hundred or something
1: like that. Okay, so then you had like twenty five hundred to seventy five hundred or whatever people register, and then you had about you know thousand to three thousand people ish every Thursday. Is That that's pretty fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what was what was retention like? What can you expect from? And how long? It was about an hour. Hour and a half. Uh,
0: yeah, it was like an hour fifteen, hour twenty.
1: Hour fifteen, hour twenty, and from start to end, like how many people would retain? So, like, say one hundred percent of people sign up. Of the people that sign up and register and kind of attend, how many people make it to the last part of it? Like, are you keeping fifty percent, eighty percent?
0: Okay, so twenty percent will drop off when the pitch starts. Okay, and then by the end of it, when you're like almost done pitching, um. I would say you're probably left with like 30 or 40% of people. So like yeah. that's why you want to kind of aim high because like when you pitch, you're probably going to get around a 5 to 8% conversion rate with the people that are still on. Some people get even higher, like Miles, like Flips for Miles is Amazon guy. I don't know if you know him. Um, yeah. he'll, he'll get like 10%, sometimes more than that because he's just so good. Crazy. Um, he just loves it. But yeah, so of the people that are still on, 8% conversion rate is
1: kind of where you want to aim for. 8%. Okay, cool. Well, I think it makes sense for you to do a full episode then on something like that. That would for sure crush.
0: Man, I'd be down. I'm honestly... I'm doing one at the end of the month. Did I tell you that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing one... Do you have any expectations for that? You think you'll be able to get like ten to 15,000 people to register for this one? And then maybe like 5,000 people to attend? 3,000 people to attend?
0: Uh, I don't know about that one. I think we can probably get... Cause we're going to promote hard and we're going to put a lot of spend behind it. We know it's validated five, 6,000 registrants and, um, hopefully 25 to three K maybe we'll
1: see, you know, it's been a while. I'm excited to watch this back and you crush those numbers. Cause you were doing that on a weekly basis, you know, burning your audience every week. I feel like you've let them breathe. You're bigger uh-huh. now on all platforms. You're more diverse. I think you're going to do bigger than you think. I think you're going to crush it.
0: Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I think those, those weeks where we had like, you know, I think the, our biggest week was we had like 9,000 registrants or something like that, which is insane. But that was all because we had one TikTok or two TikToks actually that blew up like back to back. Um, And so that would have to be like, I don't know. Sometimes it's not guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, anything can happen though. We'll see
1: heck yeah well if you promote longer this time and you promote more channel living it's possible because you would basically you you would do it every thursday so it's almost like as soon as a friday starts you would start promoting right or as soon as the monday starts you would start promoting so i I imagine if you promote like maybe two weeks in advance you don't want to go too early right you don't want to start now because people are going to forget about it but if you maybe go like what a week and a half or two weeks out and start promoting you probably could could do pretty well right
0: yeah that's what i'm thinking
1: turn on ads
0: i like the the wednesday or thursday before and just like try and run it over the weekend and just see what happens you got you got to go here's another couple tips you got to go live a lot you got to be present it really does help for people to think that you're famous so like this is why i think it would work well for you. people think you're famous so they want to show up like when i was when i was like really blowing up like people would come more often because they thought i was a famous guy but like when i'm just getting normal views they're like oh this is guy trying to help so like my conversion rate would be less my show up rate would be less uh, but when you have that halo effect, that helps a lot. And you can do that by like just posting way more and um, doing lives. Makes
1: sense. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah, good stuff, man. We'll talk more about this later. But um, okay. Oh, all right. So the second topic is um, we got the tweet of the week here, and I want your thoughts on this. Okay. Um, so this is from our friend Traffic Broker. Traffic Broker X, who... Once upon a time, I actually thought I was a scammer liar and called me out in front of everybody. Oh man! Uh, him and I are friends now, uh, but he just didn't believe for some reason that I like made mine. Um, but he tweets, he's an affiliate guy, older guy. Okay. Uh, he tweets, even after all these years, if there is even one slow day of business, I cannot help but have the thought that, is this when the party ends? Creep through my mind. This serves as the ultimate motivation, but also drives a deep sickness and paranoia that's not healthy. So I don't know if you've ever, like, had... Okay, so that resonated with me because that hits me all the time, bro. All the time. We're like, we have one day where, like, we, we fall beneath the target and we're like, that's it. It's over. Like, business is done. Like, I'm never going to make any money anymore. Um, I don't know if you ever feel like that. Do you, do you like, think that sometimes?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think in another world, right, that's, like, imposter syndrome, right? I think that's, like... Maybe a cinnamon here, where um, I, I feel that yeah, often whether it's like a post on LinkedIn, like one day I could go viral, dude. Like I had a, this past week, I, ha- I had like three point five million impressions on on LinkedIn. I'm like, I'm on top of the world, I'm crushing it, I'm so up. And then the next week, dude, I could get like two million impressions and feel like the world has just crumbled. And like, oh man, I don't know what I'm doing. And then the next week, I'm at like four million, and it's like, dude, I'm up, I did it, I did, it, I cracked it. And then the next week, I'm at two point five. So I feel this like rollercoaster emotions a lot with like social media type stuff. Also, too, with open rates, um, or working with sponsors. Like I'll work with a sponsor. Dude, I did a sponsor post last week out of nowhere. Dude, the posted 2.2 2 million views on LinkedIn. Insane. Like even some of my organic posts don't do that. Yeah. One, one post that a sponsor paid for did 2.2 2 million views. And then the next sponsor post will do 25,000. And then the next sponsor post will do 100,000. And then it'll be 50,000. I'm like, I feel like I'm fighting this roller coaster every day of just trying to keep my emotions in check because I'm riding the highs and the lows. And one day, I'm on top of the world because I had 10 people sign up for LinkedIn service in two days. And then the next day, I had one person cancel the entire month. And I think the world is going to crumble in that. And so I feel this deeply. I feel this often. I feel this daily, every other day, weekly, some kind of ongoing cadence, depending on the week. There, There are weeks where if I go the whole week not feeling that, I'm like whoa is this a dream did this really happen there are other weeks i'm like ah this sucks so i i i hadn't seen that post i don't know who that person is but that definitely resonates with me and um it's scary it's it's definitely scary what about you How, how do you feel
0: um no i mean dude i think hearing that from you it just shows me that every business owner is on the same wavelength like we're all a little bit terrified that like everything is going to just go to shit like we lost this, like we we don't know what we're doing anymore like something changed algorithm changed like yeah you know, i mean like that i feel like is is common with you know with all of us and this guy's like i said he's older he's like an older affiliate marketing dude um he apparently he does really well but um he just uh he's super honest about this stuff and no one else really talks about that no one else really talks about like how Any business owner can feel that. Like, dude, I have no idea what it's like to be like a, you know, a CEO of like a publicly traded company and your stock falls, you know, 5% a day and you're like, yo, like, you're like, I'm going to lose my job. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I think it's important that everyone is aware that that's a thing that's going to happen and like, you just got to weather the storm sometimes. And if you can come out the other side, like you're always going to win.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's so many examples of that, dude. I mean... I was just thinking about a couple things. I think one being like, even in sports, right? You have like Bill Belichick, that was the Patriots coach, right? Famous, probably one of the most winning coaches of all time. This past season, I don't know if he got fired or mutually parted ways, but he left the New England Patriots. They had a couple rough seasons. And I don't think he got picked up for a head coaching job. Like, I don't think any of the teams that fired their head coaches ended up bringing him in as the coach. So, Think about this guy, right? They had like the world's greatest career, was on top of the world. You know, he and Tom Brady were like the go to guys, the goats. And now this guy's out of a job, right? You know, all of these head coaches keep getting fired right now for the 76ers for basketball. I think they're on their third head coach in the last year. Um, so now they're paying three head coaches. Um, two of them no longer work there, one just signed a fat contract. So I think like anyone and everyone, irrespective of who they are and what they do, feels this. You know, for example, with my agency last month in December, I guess this is February, but two months ago in December, it was a slow month. Holidays, kind of ended Q4, people were busy. I think there was a lot of planning for Q1. Uh, you know, I only have like 10 or 15 leads for the agency. And a lot of people were like pushing conversations off to January. I'm like, damn, what did I do? You know, is is this the end of the year? Like, am I going to come back next year? What's happening? And then in January, dude... I had 27 qualified leads. So a qualified lead is a brand that does north of a million dollars a year and is an e-commerce business that meets certain requirements. I had 27 leads. So almost every single day I average one really high quality lead. We had a record month in terms of business closed for the agency in January, you know, within the first couple of days of February. We had closed, I think it was like 3 days in, the first 3 days we'd closed like 25 or 30 grand of MRR with another like six figures expected to close in the next few weeks. So I literally went from like, damn, December, this sucks. Like, the world is ending to like, dude, we're back. We, we did it. And then <laughs> who knows what February is going to bring, right?
0: Dude, it's so crazy how that works, too. Like, you, and then you always forget, like, when you're up, you always forget what it feels like to be here. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm glad I'm not that guy anymore. <laughs> and and yeah. then, like, it just comes down to get, like, dude, it always goes like that. And, like, for us, like, because we don't have MRR for our business, like, it's daily. Yeah. Right? Where it's like, what do we close today? What do we close tomorrow? And like, we'll have days where like, where like we close less than 10K and we're like, that's it. Like, we're out of business. Or like days where we close 40K and we're like, okay, like I think we're good. You know what I mean? Like, if we just run this up, like we can do a million a month. So it's going to go like that regardless, bro. I think like, I think um, sometimes we just need perspective of like over time, it does go like that. Or at least,
1: you know, it's pretty steady um but yeah yeah your your business is interesting where like every day you're having to hunt and every day you're having to show up and perform whereas with other businesses that have like the holy grail of mrr not that you can't show up certain days you need to show up every day but there's a lot less pressure and there's a lot which i think maybe leads us to the third topic i, I can't remember what it was but it was something around like staying complacent or hustling what, what was the last one because i think this yeah, is kind of related yeah.
0: It was settling versus going big. And it's more of like, this is more of like a general mindset thing where it's like, what do you, like, what do you want out of life? Like, do you, so this came from an email I wrote a while ago where it's like, it was basically around how, if I wanted to like retire and have like a normal retirement, like a boomer retirement, like my dad will probably have in five years after, you know, four, like not 40, but like, I don't know. Thirty years, like as a cop, um, like he'll retire with a couple mil and like a pension, like you know, eighty grand a year, and, and be good. Um, and uh, and like I'm thinking, like if I wanted to do that right now, I could, like I could retire at the same time as him on that sort of same like eighty k a year thing. But you know, I don't really feel the need to do that. I feel the need to go way bigger and you know see if we can touch hundred mil. Um, and you know, everyone kind of goes back and forth on it. Like no one really knows. Like sometimes they, they're like cool, just making, you know, even like 20, 30 K a month. And some people want to make, you know, 10 million a year. Um, like where are you at with that and why?
1: Yeah, I think the start, I think the only consistency that I've seen is that as soon as you set a number and you hit it, you're like maybe temporarily or momentarily happy. But it never lasts. I think like the good people, like, for example, someone told me, I want to get to 10,000 followers on LinkedIn. And I said, okay, why? So as soon as you get to 10,000, you're going to be like, damn, I'm not at 25,000. And as soon as you get to 25,000, you're like, dang, I need to get to 100,000. So I think like the the stick that in which you kind of judge yourself and kind of the the marker in which you judge yourself is constantly evolving. So I think the only truth is that your number and the evolution is going to change. And I think the success and the winners and those that people that find that they're maybe for an instant happy, but then it's like, all right, back to work, right? I think Elon Musk, I don't know if that was like urban legend or real. I think he became the the richest person in the world and he tweeted saying, back to work, right? Like for an instant he realized it, and he's just like, he enjoys the process. He loves the hustle. He loves the work. So I think for for me, um, I think I've really been trying to come to peace over the past couple years of like building a good business, um, but a lifestyle business. One in which I can show up today today at nine a.m. for work. I can be off by three, and I can have a lunch for a half hour hour with my family. So for me, you know, I've realized that maybe three to five million dollars a year is kind of that sweet spot that I want to take home. I don't really want to make too much more because I'd probably have to work a whole lot harder, and I don't really want to make too much less. Right? I want to want to make too little. Uh, I'm not there yet. I'm probably like two to three years away from that. Right? I'm I'm lower seven figures right now, but for me, that's that's happiness and that's my goal. Right? Basically, you got to keep north of a million dollars a year after you pay taxes and probably most expenses. And I own a car. I own my cars. I own my house. Like, there's not really any big purchase I want. There's not really anything that I want to do, but can't because of money. Sure, there's a lot of things I can't do because of money, but not necessarily things that I want. Like, i not necessarily care about owning a jet. Maybe one day I'll, I'll be like you and Fly private. I'd be cool. But like that's not important to me, right? I just love spending time with family and friends. And I've afforded myself right now with the businesses I run. They're very low stress and they allow me to accomplish my goals. And it's kind of interesting. Like my grandfather's been in town um since around middle of December. And I've just been finding out a lot about him that I never knew. Um, just by spending a lot of time with him. Like we'd always would see each other every couple months, type of a thing, or you know, we talk on the phone, but he's not a huge phone talker. Like he just, you know, you get him in person, he doesn't shut up. But on the phone, he just I don't know, he doesn't text, he's got a flip phone. And I found out that he retired at 50 and he sold his company for 26 million dollars. And this was 35, 36 years ago. And he was saying that he wished he didn't retire so young. Like he thought it was gonna be like this great life and travel and do all these things, but all his friends and everyone else around him was working and he felt like he would have had more money and been more fulfilled just building and grinding and whatnot. So it's just interesting. They're like if you told me right now at fifty, I could sell my company for twenty-six million and be done. I think most people would probably take you up on that offer. Whereas he was like, I should have stayed on for three or five more years, sold the business for forty or fifty, um, bought something, started something, maybe did some consulting, versus just like, you know, hey, wipe my hands clean, I'm done. But for him. He wanted to avoid stress, He, you know, and he just worked so hard that he wanted that. But um so I think like hearing him sing things, I'll probably work for a long time and I'm cool taking home low seven figures to mid seven figures in, in profit every year while doing the things I love because I wouldn't trade the life I have right now for for any amount of money. I really wouldn't. Yeah, man. And Where I think you I at?
0: Point, like, I mean, dude, if, if someone puts a, a $26 million bag in your face, like. <laughs> might be tough to turn that down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> I think, but I I do think that like, I mean, dude, I don't know. Like my friends and I talk about this a lot actually. Like I have one friend who is adamant, like absolutely swears that if he got $50 million, I think he says 30 actually, if he got $30 million today, he would not work another day in his life. He's a young guy, but like He's exactly. super smart and he's kind of been doing business. Like he started pretty young. He started like sixteen, probably, or seventeen. He's twenty-two or twenty-three now. And so like I kind of believe him when he says that because he also has like older mentors that are worth that much and um are always chasing something. Like he's got an older mentor who's worth like in the hundreds, like nine yeah. figures. Um super smart dude, like, you know, had had a ton of success in e-commerce or something. I don't know. And like is worth over a hundred million, but just like can't ever be happy. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know. I, I i never I don't think you really know until you get there. Um but like dude, we always have the option, you know what I mean? Like what if you have the skills of entrepreneurship and like you have the skill of marketing and sales and you have a network and you like, you know what I mean? When you have all that stuff, you're never really done. Yes. You know, like you can like right now, if if I sold something for You know, $10 million. I'd be stoked. And I'd probably take a year off, but like, dude, there's always going to be that thing that like pulls you back where you're like, you know what? One more time. Let's just see if we can do it again. And then you partner up with some people, you build something great, and you get another exit for like $25 million. And you can just keep rolling that. Like, I feel like you're never really done. I feel like you have to actually make like an active decision because like just the way we are, like, we're curious. You know what I mean? We're going to like see something happening. We're going to see a trend or something and be like, oh, that's interesting. How does that work? oh i can monetize it like this oh this is clearly a gap in the market that we could fulfill right now and it wouldn't cost very much and i could build a team right now we could do this we could sell 20 of these a month we'd make you know a million bucks a year like that's that's always an option for us like we're always going to see that stuff it's like a curse you know what i mean it's a blessing uh,
1: and a curse for sure
0: blessing and a curse but like i feel like i don't know you really have to make like an active decision i think with us with the internet now like it's just there's ideas everywhere where like you know it's it's tough for us to um yeah, it's, it's tough for us to fully give it up. And I don't think we'll have to do that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think the, I think the interesting thing for, for me, I think the only thing I probably would do differently is just spend more money on personal brand. You know, I think if I was making more, got a huge offer, I would probably just, if I sold in my companies, I would probably just go full-time personal brand instead of investing, you know, thousands of dollars a month, let's say I'd probably invest tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars a month just blown up the personal brand. Cause the personal brand that's the vehicle that feeds all the opportunities, right? That's really kind of the world that we're playing in. It's like, how do you build the no like and trust to be able to do X, Y, and Z? Whether that's invest in companies, buy companies, sell products, sell services, sell courses, uh, host events, right? So, I, I think that to me is probably the only thing that would change. Is that I would just do more of what I'm already doing, but focus solely on the personal brand and just put way bigger pockets behind it. Maybe start a podcast. Try to. You know, travel around, meet really cool people, um, interview them, maybe have a cool podcast studio, podcast network. So I think those are the things that are really interesting. But this was great.
0: Yeah. This is all I one, man. It's very, uh, it's really, it's, yeah, pretty philosophical. All right. Um, thanks for hanging out, Chase. Um, what are you doing today, bro? Just working?
1: I uh, got some work and then just going to go hang out with the fam. How about yourself?
0: Dude, you got a message back my account. I made a group chat with us.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my phone's on the charger. I will after.
0: It. It's a callback from last episode. If you're paying attention, you'll know exactly what we're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah.
0: Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.
1: All right, cheers, man. Bye. Bye.